KRKA Radio. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another lovely episode of Carl Radio. It is me, your host, the seat of table night, the bottom of all bottoms, insatiable, delectable, the succubus, just X Henry. I'm here with my fellow co-host, Black Word. Hello, it's me, Black Word, Stevie, if you're pretty. Uh, the quiet storm, the most greatest, most gracious of the table. I'm not sure why Henry said he's a succubus. I'm the one with the gift of gab, silver tongue. And, you know, the voice that gets the most, you know, I get the shit going. Um, so happy that girls want to be me. Uh, even happier that the boys want me. Stevie Weavy, Punk Speezy. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Deuce. Amazing peacekeeper, the wind card, Vante. What's up? Your region's here, table day in this bitch. Let's get this party started. Oh my god, Vante is cussing. Vante is cussing, y'all. It's is it a blue moon outside? Oh my god, potty mouth. I am in the room of Boston, but yeah, I am. Oh, so you are you the custom one on the timeline right now for us? Because I can't see. I'm gonna be real. I, I took a break from uh my Twitter app, and like desktop Twitter is completely different from app Twitter. I'm gonna be real. That shit is like night and day. Uh, they clean everything up. My tweets don't get any type of traction anymore. It's complete. I don't see no one. <laughs> you know, I think I do. Um, say a couple curse words on there, but I don't think it's anything too um too vulgar. Not too vulgar. Oh, that's professional. Uh, oh, Vante trying to get a new job. That's like that suit and tie shit. You got to put on shit on lock, so no employers can find you. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the. I'm trying to get to the bag. I have a business to run. Like candy, you got business here. I'm, I'm I know that's right. <laughs> Soon, Vante will have to take the the reins of the Coral Radio uh, Twitter account. You know, once once uh, Showtime makes his his Twitter uh, return, it's going to be fantastic. But someone's going to have to. Take over a lot of the uh, tweets. Yes, um, Showtime <laughs> is not here again tonight. It's yeah. just the three of us. So you bitches will have to deal with with just us three. Uh, Showtime is still off in Morocco. Um, I heard he out there giving hand jobs and fucking down the rock out mutants with his Omega Top abilities. <sighs> Showtime. Oh, oh! I, this, I hope no one's disappointed that we finally discovered the Omega oh, level throat. Um, oh, on the timeline. God, so upsetting and funny at the same time. Y'all took me down so bad. I was like, who the fuck said this? It was me. Like, so like, I know when something slutty is being said to someone or somebody's flirting, I know it's either, it's either Showtime or Steven because Vontae is married and I can't be bothered. <laughs> I, I, I hold enough for my own timeline. That's I want the bitches to know that it's me. You know, I want you to know, like, that I'm the one who said it. Like, I'm be like Beatrice Kiddo. Like, I want them to know it was me. Like, I saw people towel in the trunk. That's me. I don't want nobody to think of which one of them said it. I said it, damn it. Anyhow, y'all niggas is funny. No, because I'm like, that's just our brand. Me and Showtime together. It's like we're two sides of the same coin. We are Emma and Celine. Um, I'm going to just, I would like to say that I'm, I'm Emma, but no, I'm not. I'm not Emma. This is a Selena's bitch right here. This is 
because I I noticed immediately when I was doing it, I was like, oh, there's no way I could walk away from this without having a little bit of fun. And so I did, especially because I'm not on my main account on this app anymore. It like, it brings something out of you. I can't call, I have to tell Showtime, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't have deleted my app for my account and not sit here and understand exactly, oh, this is why, you know, you get horny on anonymous. Like, I understand why the, the uh, Stan troll accounts mm-hmm. are like that. You know, something about mm-hmm. not having your face out there just brings something out of you. It's like um, a master on Halloween, you know? Yeah. Or when the orgy has, uh, orgy has a ski mask yeah, I feel on like people know it's me when I be saying shit. That's why I don't be trying to say nothing. I'm really... Because you're way more to the point. It's easy to identify when it's you because you're straight to the point. There's no like pageantry around it. <laughs> There's no setup. Like that Wolverine tweet, everybody know that was me. Everybody knew that was me. <laughs> I was like, that's very specific. I was like, oh, Henry, you have to do better. I feel like we might need to change the tables, like definitions, because Vontae only comes out when it's a, it's a moment of celebration. Uh, Vontae's mm. giving flowers. <laughs> Okay. Vontae is giving <laughs> flowers to whatever character is giving information. Uh, Except Abigail Brand. Is that the Abigail Brand? That dirty hand, musty harlot. Yeah, I did. I did say something about her and her her funky ass hands. I did say something about that. And then I did. You know, say whenever I hate Vulcan, I know I said something about Vulcan and him being an incredibly powerful little bitch. But yeah. <laughs> You know, there's something just generally about like when anytime I think of a female character, I just hate. I just flash back to that moment Mystique was like was like fucking farming genetic material off of um Dazzler, and then they were like, Mystique, should we be doing this shit? And then Mystique was like, It's okay. She's a dirty girl. She's a very fucking dirty girl. And that's all I remember. Anytime I think about a character, a female character, I don't like. So Abigail Brand is a dirty whore. She's a dirty little girl. Wow. <laughs> That moment was so foul. Like, Mystique is a bitch. And, like, no one can say otherwise. She just is. She cannot. Ooh, child. But, yes, that was me. So, shout out to one of our fans. You know, we love you. You guys love to make sure you're listening. Uh, <laughs> paging Mr. Scales, who did a face reveal. Um, is actually kind of fine. Uh, and we were both in New Jersey at the same time. I'm not sure why we didn't link up and you didn't let me do whatever I wanted to do to you, but whatever. I feel like it's kind of racist. Um, wow. But let me stop because I um I am texting someone and I try to when I'm doing someone like not playful attention, like when I'm not just flirting with someone, I'm actually like you have my number, we're texting each other a little bit. I try to pull back what I do right in front of your face blatantly. So they know who they are. They're probably not listening right now, but they know who they are. So I'm going to be cool on that uh, publicly. Oh, wait, so, yeah. if I, if I live before we go, well, those just retweeted me. Who was doing all those black hideaway memes videos today? It was also me. That was also me. Like, <laughs> I think you need to understand that we love Inovia. And I think that if we're going to have Storm, depicted at least one time, one time, I would like to have Storm depicted with a Brooklyn accent. Wow. Did, did some of my memes I make, did not, did they not fit? Did, are we, oh. are we setting a no, 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 no black title wave? Um, you or Showtime who was starting that. I knew that wasn't Vontae. 
Because Vontae doesn't like that kind of level of violence on the timeline. Zenobi is very violent. Love her. <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm going to say don't like memes. But my, but my... Rest in peace, diva, queen, icon. You deserve all your flowers every single day. Thank you so much for all the laughs. She was funny. Not just mean, aunt funny, like, you know, oh, Kaya wow. on oh, fucking uh, oh, the Queen's Court. You know, it was like she was giving fun auntie, but not in the bad way. Oh, that lady's rather vexing. That's the auntie you came out to. She said, nigga, we already know. That's the auntie that she gives me. And I love that about her. I never fucked him. But now I am. What you gonna do about it, bitch? Love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, icon. So, so what's on today's, today's docket? docket? We have 10 lives of Wolverine number four, 10 deaths of Wolverine number four, and also Sabretooth number two. And it is getting interesting. Uh, yeah. Before we leap in, Rick, before we leap in, this is a bit of a tangent, but I feel like our viewers need to know. So a long time ago, I made a tweet towards Quan Mills. And tell me why this dude just tweeted me back. And then immediately... After tweeting me, he DMs me a link to an audiobook. And it just says, Quan Mills. If you know Quan Mills, you got to know Quan Mills if you're black. I feel like every black person knows who Quan Mills is. He's the one that be making those ratchet ass romance novels. Like, uh, this bitch brought, like, put raisins in a potato salad or something like that. Uh, we all know Quan Mills. The name of this novel that just dropped, the newest one that they just sent the audiobook to me, is called Pastors Eat Pussy Too. Wait, what? Oh, wait, one more again. Oh, Quan Mills, Pastors Eat Pussy wow. Too. Mm. This is why I say I should just stop writing because. How can I surpass literature like this? You know, I don't got it like you do. I don't got the vision. I don't got the gifts. I might be an Omega level, you know, writing manipulator, but this motherfucker is doing some otherworldly shit. This bitch got a Phoenix Force. Um, because who comes up with that? And I just had to say it because it just happened to me in real time. And that's the beauty of this show. <laughs> and shit like that can just go down um, when you're hot on the mic. So thank you. I just wanted to point wow. that shit out. Ouch. That title sent me half. We all we were all a hell adjacent because of that damn title. You know, I hear Satan gives good blowjobs. So we'll see about that soon. I think Satan's a top. I think Satan might be the most powerful top. Um, I think Showtime. This might be a situation where Showtime's Omega level status gets challenged. Very much like he's like the Thor version of Storm, you know? He Satan would be to Showtime what Thor is to Storm. Yeah. Wow. That sounds very uh tear the space time continuum up type of topic. <laughs> that's that's literally a death Ooh, stroke. A death stroke. Oh, never mind. Mm. Good. Oh yeah. Oh, good. I like that. <sighs> good part. Uh, this, <laughs> Showtime, we miss you. <laughs> this is how you all know we friends. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's continue. We were talking saber Oh, yeah, you're talking saber All right. I'm going to be real loud. Sorry. 
right, so we start with Sabretooth. All right, Sabretooth issue two. So we start off with a little um, phrase from Frederick Douglass saying it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. So I think that's the truth. So each of you, <laughs> steps up. Okay, so we get to the quiet council um, and we see five, we see, yeah, we see five mutants that are chained up in some type of telekinetic chains and they each got numbers over top of their heads. Um, Xavier speaking to them about the laws that they have broken and that um, um, there's obviously some sort of disagreement with Xavier Magneto and um, uh, Cypher. And Cypher is clearly not liking the fact that these mutants are, you know, basically going to prison, quotation marks. And Xavier's on his bullshit talking about, I thought um, living in this paradise would do away with the need, but you go ahead and you create it anyway. So I, Xavier be on some bullshit. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. So we got um, Necra. She has two. And I think the numbers kind of, I think the numbers are describing like the number of laws that they broke for, um, for Kokoa or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Each law um, is corresponds to um, they all correspond to the law they broke one law. So each okay. one there's the first law, the second law, and the third law. And the first you. law being the law of of make more mutants. The second law respect this land, and the third law is kill no human. Got you. Okay, thank thank you for that. So that it corresponds with the laws that they broke. And thank you, Stephen. So um, you have Necra. She broke law two. So um, she is, um, she starts going over, um, talking about, um, she was, she nearly overthrew the United States government and they abused her power and all of that. And Xavier saying that he he understands why she did it or whatever, but she's only, you know, condemned herself. Um, Oya, she also breaks um, law number two. And she says she makes her own cho- her own choices, and she would do it again. Um, it, um, Magneto, for some reason, is saying like, "Oh, if I could, I would." Um, shit, if I could, then um, I would suggest throwing them in the in the volcano and all of that. But um, I, I don't know. Just like fucking, both of them be tripping, Charles and, and, and Magneto. You have Madison Jeffries, he breaks law three. Um, you have Melter breaks law three, two. And then you have Third Eye, I like him, who breaks law one. So um, there go. Um, Magneto gives Douglas the signal to go ahead and draw them into the pit. Um, we then pick up where we left off from last issue with them um, basically running from Sabretooth in this um, hellish dimension that I guess he's created, quotation marks. Um, so they're, um, it's um, Madison Jeffries and Oya, they're running. He can't use his powers. And um, uh, let's see. She she start um he start they start discussing how um this isn't what Xavier promised and um Xavier has his faults and um just basically like it's 
a whole bunch of bullshit between Xavier and how unfair the laws is. So um, all of them, so you have Necra and then you have uh, Melted, they're running. Um, Necra, her ability is the angrier she gets, the stronger she gets. So she's on her Hulk level shit. Um, uh, Melter is asking why would the professor do this and she's like I don't think that um, um, there's another possibility that Xavier doesn't know what's going on down here um, and then we get to um, Third Eye and then Third Eye is kind of questioning what this place is and um, kind of trying to figure out what the hell is going on and so he um showcases his mutant power and it's like uh like a giant eyeball above his head and then he says um fear is a noose that binds until it strangles and then um he says he see i see or something like that then you see the four um i think you see the four versions of saber tooth standing looking over top of them um saying that uh this one isn't fooled it doesn't matter because they're still fool i mean because um he's still food um Oya is saying that uh wolverine told me stories about saber tooth and never but never anything like this and um saber tooth is still hunting them down and he says you're not making this any fun so we get uh um, we finally get to figure out what Madison Jeffrey's mutant abilities are, and his abilities are to um, transmute inorganic, uh, inorganic material. And he says, I can make it much more harder for you. So he does that by, um, I guess it's, he starts talking about um, human beings have produced more than 8 billion uh, tons of plastic over the, over the last 70 years. And um, they've been in lakes and rivers. They contaminated our food and water. And I think that's basically how he was able to create these sort of spikes through um, Sabretooth's body. And then Oya unleashes her powers and blasts this nigga. And then we have uh, Necra and Melter jumping in and they do their thing. And then, um, let's see. Uh, where are we? Okay, so um, sorry, third eye, he said he shows up and he's like, are you going to tell them or should I? The quicker we get to the truth, the better. And um, he says, fine, I'll do it myself. And um, we see a panel with all of the, the mutants that were basically thrown into the pit. They're in some sort of illusion but they're attached to like vines and shit and they're hanging basically suspended so they're all trapped in an illusion which is what we thought in the first place um so then we see third eye create some sort of um projection and um let's see uh he says that his it worked his um I think he's a, 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 he, a, I don't even know how this works, but I think how it works is like he is attracted to um, some sort of strong feeling of rage, joy, fear, and fear works the, breath, the best because it's bright and loud. And so he kind of astral projects 
to uh, where is this? I think it's a memory. Yeah, I think it's a memory. So he actually projects to a memory where um, it's this character mole, and he's about to. Um, I think he's he encounters saber tooth down in the tunnels, and um, basically he wakes up, and uh, he sees. Um, he sees third eyes projection, asks who the hell he is, and um, he says he's the man that needs his help. And um, he basically says that you know who we um, you know who we need help from, Sabretooth, and he said he knows that piece of shit. So Mole, we get to a data page from Mole, and Mole basically um, is talking about a little goes over a little bit about his life. Um, he got his heart broken. He tried to compete with um, Angel for um, uh, Opal Tanaka, and um, basically he um, he watched them from the sewer gate. I guess it was some shit like that. And then um, Sabretooth was um, basically, I guess, waiting, uh, basically wait, waiting and working for him in the tunnels. And um, he basically is, uh, let's see, his mutant power kicks in, and basically he um, barrels through the earth and makes his way from um, there to, I guess, uh, the Bronx, I believe, but... um, yeah, it was just a little bit about his life, a little bit about um, how he escaped Sabretooth and all of that. Um, and then he went to, he liked the idea of mutants helping mutants, and that's basically how he got on Kokoa. So he said he'll see how it goes. Um, we get a, we get to the um, Green Lagoon, and he bumps into um, Apocalypse, which we all miss Apocalypse. And he says he has to talk to him, and he says he um, he said this is important, and um, Apocalypse is like this ain't more important than a high lord. I, I don't got time for your shit. So he walks off from him. He tries to get um, help from Storm, and she says she's late for the council chambers. Um, he tried to get help from Wolverine, and um, Wolverine's basically like I got um, he said I gotta have a talk with a tree. Um, then he even tried to get um, get help from Archangel, but um, basically he just flies past them. And he says even on Kokoa, some things don't change. So um, basically, he's still being ignored. So we get back to um, Kokoa, uh, back to um, the pit in that illusion. So they're at the Kokoan State Penitentiary, and. Um, they're all locked up behind the cell, all in their jumpsuits and everything. So, um, Magne- uh, the professor comes up to the gate and he's like, well, what do you think? Is this better? And then um, Necro's like, why is it only um, Xavier when Magneto condemned us to? So, I guess Sabretooth makes um, a Magneto project out of nowhere and after that, we kind of get into the reasons why some of them got locked up, I mean, got put into the pit. So Melter was um, basically practicing his abilities. 
and he was focusing his abilities on a boulder, I believe. And um, he broke the protect this um, sacred land rule. So that got him thrown into the pit, which I don't feel is was necessary, but that just goes to show like, that just goes to show how extra they are with these laws. And um, Necra, she said she meant to murder those men. And then we see, hold on. Oya starts talking about the professor. Um, say we need a time to deflect. And um, she was wondering how long they were going to be in there, how long it's been. And um, he said, and then Xavier, I mean, excuse me, Sabretooth goes into why he broke all, um, every word that Xavier goes into, talking about the stasis, um, deep cycle coil alive, but immobile, all the things that Xavier said to him when he was thrown in, into the pit. So um, we get to the last part of the book, and Sabretooth basically orchestrates basically orchestrates this group with these mutants to basically, I guess, take revenge on um, Magneto and um, Xavier and the Quiet Council. So we get to this last part and he says, Satan recruited five angels in his revolt against God and I say we get free from here and make the gods up, up their pay. So that's how we end our book, which is interesting, and I don't blame them at, at all for wanting that, because that was some extra ass shit, especially for a boulder. Oh, like a boulder. <laughs> but, um, yeah, any thoughts, concerns? Steve, you go first. Um, it's really interesting that he chose five angels including not including himself because with himself makes six and as we learned in this week's eternal six uh -huh. is the whole number to the eternals uh, <laughs> six is the holy number to the eternals because it also represents a hexagon which if you know anything so i think my first major major point is um i like how third eye uh was arrested for violating the first law and i misspoke earlier so the second law is actually the kill the humans law and the third law is actually the respect this land law within that <laughs> third eye still violated the first law which is make more mutants and it's like how the fuck do you violate that law that's the most straightforward law they got that's not even a law i'm like what did he did was he arrested for jacking off like is that what was going on was he edging was he practicing semen retention and that's what got him arrested I, it's just interesting. <laughs> what the fuck do you have to do to violate the law that says procreate? Yeah. Is North Star next? But, but my thing with Oyas, she also broke like the kill no man. So are they talking about when she first like when she first debuted? Did they throw her in? She got shit. She, she had no. There's amnesty. It's something like she had to have killed someone again uh, because there's the amnesty, and she's like really like. It feels like they're blaming her for something they never really addressed with her. And it's a recurring part of her story, yeah, actually. It's not like a small one where like like she goes through this so often. Like I remember in Wolverine and the X-Men, 
because a lot of people didn't read that for some reason but in it like there's a challenge because the shield agents have infiltrated like like they infiltrated the dream great dream the gene gray school and they're like oh she has no remorse for having massacred a bunch of people and like she's like literally on the ground like standing like kneeling on rice praying for forgiveness from god every single night she prays for forgiveness and like only the people like someone apparently has supersonic hearing they can hear her cries and like, her prayer for forgiveness every single night um and so like she doesn't really forgive herself well, she doesn't ever forgive herself, but she never really comes to terms with her religion and like how her faith faces up and stacks up against her mutant heritage uh, up until X-Men Blue, when she has that moment, that powerful moment in the chapel. She walks up in there, she starts screaming at God that she refuses to hate herself anymore. And I'm happy, I'm happy at least that this issue seems to be continuing that storyline where like, now that she's unapologetic about it, yeah. what does that look like where she just pivots directly to the extreme of going, you know, uh, actually, if you want it, you can get it. Fuck it, I got it. And kills humans if they ever so much as threaten her. Um, because that is a trauma. I can see it being a trauma response. Like if a human's bucking at you, like they will kill you or you're just not fucking with it. But also she's a minor. Why the fuck do you guys arrest her for something like that? I don't know. It don't make no sense. Makes no change. Makes no dollars. Uh <laughs> I, it feels a little racially motivated. I didn't like how that trial went in the first place. Because the other thing I noticed is that they voted without having quorum, which that's just me being like a model UN person, knowing that you can't hold votes without having a quorum. Uh, they had three people, four if you count Kokoa, or four, actually, let me be clear, four if you count Cypher as a member of the council. Um, and not just a mouthpiece for Kokoa, who can only speak when Kokoa wants him to speak. Uh, but that's not quorum. You're not allowed to really do that uh, in a political situation. And they really just scapegoated. And like, I feel like that's going to come up later where they clarify like, hey, Storm didn't vote. Um, Nightcrawler didn't vote. Uh, Emma, Kate, Sinister didn't vote. All the rest of the council never voted on this. And so you did not have quorum. You can't just hold elections like that without the majority there to validate their wishes and their views. You need a majority to vote. And you guys didn't have it. You just had one table present. Not even one table, but most of the majority was just one table. And your excuse was, oh, well, they knew they violated the laws before this. Who gives a fuck? And it was really callous of Magneto to really go that way when he knows like the dark side of doing something like that. It felt a little fishy. And then I started thinking about the fact that Third Eye, he seems like a telepath, right? And to me, he is a telepath. That ash projection shit, that's some telepathic shit. But on the flip side, I'm like, his power is true sight. He's clairvoyant. He's a precog. Everyone else going down feels like it's just smoke and mirrors so that they can tear him down with everyone else. Because he's the only one that violated the first law. And you can't really violate the first law. It makes no sense. They need to reveal exactly what the fuck was going down with that. Because I feel like Third Eye is the one mutant in all this, every single issue in the two issues we got so far. He stands out alongside Oya. And not just because they're the only two black people there, but because you look at them and you're like, that don't make any sense what happened there. I think he got I think he got sent under because he's a free god. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I I mean, I don't know. I'm 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 really curious to see like more backstory on what happened. I mean, with Necra and and Oya, it's pretty like literal. Like you, you killed somebody. Like, come on, bro. Like you killed somebody. 
That's what give a fuck. That's what I appreciate though. Melcher is like really fucked up too, but I understand why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. But I think that like that's one of the things where like you're not thinking that that would be the disrespect to the land. It's like, but y'all have crucibles and y'all building stuff on it and all this other shit and 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 hellfire galas and all those other things, dead bodies and shit. That was the thing that that upset y'all was him burning a, a fucking boulder. Yeah. That, Older. But, I, I think it might just be the extreme of his power, though. Like, if no. it was just like he blasted the earth and it just blew up, he disassembles the molecular structure of things, and right, like Krakoa right. feel that. It's, it's like he hurt Krakoa. But I think that like people may not understand like how much of a of a central nervous system that Krakoa is, and it being tied to not only just Krakoa to Doug Ramsey. Also, I think people are not realizing some of those elements. But like, why I understand, but I think this is like, what I'm saying. People don't understand. People in Krakoa may not understand that like they are actually harming a living organism by displaying their powers against it in practice. So like, I think that's like something should be clarified. But I think he should have got time for that. I think the thing that's also really interesting is Doug Ramsey in the background. Like, y'all supposed to be building a democracy or like a like a place without you know this kind of thing, and y'all are building the kind of the thing that y'all hate. Like it was shade. I forgot what he said though, but it was shade. And yeah, yeah. Sabretooth is getting good. I feel like yeah. that was just Krakoa being petty. I feel like sending Melzer down was Krakoa just being petty for a moment. <laughs> Say that. Yeah, send him down. Don't shoot me. And I don't think I don't think Krakoa really meant it. I don't think Krakoa really realized like yeah, this is down Melcher. to hell. Krakoa was kind of petty. Let's just say it. So Krakoa's a petty Melcher little girl. And I both new characters that we've never seen before. Third Eye oh. is the only new character. People confused him. I said this in the account. They confused him with this other mutant that had like one panel. It was like one panel in like 2004 where it was like he has a he has a, a third eye in his head that grants him telepathic abilities onto whoever it looks at. Um, so it's like he's a telepath, short... Uh, He's a short-range telepath with a very clear conduit for his powers. Whereas, like, Beautiful Dreamer, like, you guys all know Beautiful Dreamer, like, the smoke is hallucinogenic, but also bestows upon them, like, psychic abilities uh, to, onto whoever inhales the smoke. Like that for the third eye, but that's not him, because I went back and read all the issues that have him, and that's not him. It's a white guy. Not just that different name. The circumstances are all different, and plus, this person is much more powerful. And so it's just bringing more attention to this character because you're like, who the fuck is this? Because I know all the black telepaths. And I'm like, I've never seen this motherfucker before in my life. This motherfucker does not exist. Hey. So Third Eye is a brand new character. Milter is old. Milter is, I think, I think he's like a character from the 90s, honestly. Uh, but Melter has always existed as a power set. Um, I do think it's important. I really like that they explain like that what represents in Melter is that this idea of a character who did not mean to do anything and was completely innocent, but accidents do happen, but the law has no real jurisdiction over accidents. It's very much like if you read uh, Secret Wars A-Force, and like in A-Force, um, our homegirl Ms. America threw a flying shark monster over uh, over the wall. And she just barely clipped it. It wasn't like intentional or anything. She threw it. It was trying to kill people. It barely broke the wall. It was like a small crack. And she was sentenced to be exiled. 
from the entire country and sent to go guard and protect the wall against zombies and robots and shit because of that one minor infraction. And it's like, because Doom doesn't believe in having leniency based off of the subtext what's going on, he just believes in the severe and overt expression of consequences. And that's a problem when you have any legal system is that if you don't have subtext, you don't have leniency, you don't have realization, which is very interesting that this is also the comic that we get when we get the Justice Smollett verdict, no matter people's side in it or what they believe, like the understanding of like how, how sentencing comes down on people specifically in a legal system that prioritizes like severe in, um, incarceration like there's a truth to be said about like how do you sentence people and for what for and who gets turned into those type of pawns like that like oh yeah can you say oh yeah deserves to be in that wall for eternity can you say that all these mutants deserve to be there for eternity because they're not immortal like saber tooth right. is or say do you think that they should be put into that circumstances where they can be preyed upon just because they broke a law because it's, call it what it is saber tooth is a predator like he hurts people for fun. And now you have a little girl in there trying to face off against them. And yeah, she's powerful enough to handle his ass and she's skilled enough to handle his ass. But say Nature Girl went down there and stayed down there. Or say Curse went down there and stayed down there. There's a difference fundamentally going on what's going on there that I don't think the council is acknowledging. And I think it's largely because the council has this issue where they adultify okay. children because it's what happened to them. It's just weird to me. Xavier, I'm looking at you. I understand exactly your tea, bitch. And I can't wait for you to get your ass beat. You deserve to get your ass beat. I'm happy you got to see Apocalypse again, though. <laughs> yeah, I am happy to see that. We miss, we miss we do. We do. We, we do. miss you, Black King. We love you, Black King. We love you. He was like, I'm going to deal with the High Lords. And he said, the High Lords don't matter. He's like, I don't think anything you have to say is more important than the High Lords. Sorry. And I'm like, was he wrong? No. I don't think Apocalypse was wrong. It was like you're dealing with a bunch of weird motherfuckers who got put down to the into the pit for breaking the law. Honestly, I would have executed them. But you guys seem to frown on that. <laughs> I would have just honestly, Magneto. That's the weird thing about Magneto's comment about throwing them to the volcano. As brutal as it was, because they had the resurrection protocols, it was less brutal than throwing them into the uh, the pit. Throwing them into the pit is now it can now be seen as more severe. Because, like, if you threw them to a volcano, they come back. Versus if you throw them to the pit, they have to suffer down there. Stuck in a dream world where there's no further continuation of the world, they are held at the whims of this psychotic monster. And, like, generally, like, that's years gone by. You might come back out, in which I feel like they really need to highlight with Sync the fear of walking out of the other side of that, and, like, everyone you know has changed. Sing came out from resurrection and was like, all my, my girlfriend is now an adult. Uh, Jubilee is an adult now with a baby. Like, this isn't even the 90s anymore. I'm now out here in the late 2020, like early 2020s, and I have nothing to do, like, outside of just be alive. My parents don't even know I'm alive, probably. It's just a very fucked up sort of circumstances. Um, my last comment I have is that Madison's spiel about like itty bitty bits of, of plastic in the human body 
and his ability to transmute them into a powerful weapon against people is why Nature Girl didn't deserve to go into the hole, and she was right. Yeah, because she's definitely going in the hole in X Men Green. But yeah, I, she I, knew that, I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah, because she definitely. Nature Girl, like y'all keep fucking up my plan, and I'm really getting tired of you flat scans fucking up my shit. So one of y'all got to go. They probably tried, and the shield it was. With Sora on too. And it's kind of bullshit she on. I feel like just generally, like the council only listens to Krokoa when they want to. Very much so, just like Arako, though. Um, Arako, being the bad bitch that she is, if you don't right. listen to her, she's gonna fuck you up. And I respect that. I respect that shit. <laughs> but Krokoa is much more passive and like, you know, demure and like is really like satiated, honestly. So it doesn't say much, but I'm like, Xavier, you're sitting here talking about respect this land, but Krakoa told you straight to your face that actually, to me, like like how Sentinels are a big concern to you guys, I think people polluting and destroying this planet is a big concern for me. And I don't, like, Krakoa never voices his, his voice about anything, ever. But he's like, I do think y'all need to be doing something about that. And I laughed it off and said, uh, that's a little bit weird. We'll consider it, but maybe later on down the line, like, no, this is a pressing matter for me. The very same nuclear weapons and toxic expression that activated all of you is literally killing me. <laughs> but I'm not sure, like, I feel like for immortals now, you guys aren't really taking the destruction not of the planet very seriously. Maybe it's because now you guys got Mars, but for me, I would prefer that this Earth still be here after you. Yeah, you know, Krakoa right doesn't here. go into the phalanx. Yeah, this green bitch right here, let's keep it green. <laughs> let's keep this bitch green, purr. <laughs> my wife might like it a little bit, a little purpley, a little red, but I don't, that's not my color. I'm oh. a summer girl. Like summer, summer colors only. Summer? Or like, you wear like slaves? We're like slaves Ooh, Oh my god, that picture of Summer Walker, I just kept thinking in the back of my head. Who let the voodoo yeah, it was, it was, Um, but I know better than insult. <laughs> I know better than insult the voodoo queens on the timeline. I know better. Don't catch me like kid Omega, like a little Omega uh up on the timeline insulting the hoodoos, because those motherfuckers will get you flipped out. I'm not playing with it. All up to the saints, all up to the spiritualists. I'm not crossing you. Never catch me. I'll cross my heart before I cross you, baby. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, but that's all I got for uh, you know, saber tooth, saber daddy. Oh, that big musky penis. I really think. <laughs> I do really, really think that they need to. I think we're taking steps to acknowledge, like, Sabretooth was a good guy at one point, and they still gave him hell. And I really hope that Victor Lavelle, because he's doing a good job, and you guys never read any of Victor's work. Um, he has this excellent, excellent book about the Lovecraft. Uh, it's like a, love, a book based in the Lovecraftian horror, but it's taking a perspective of, like, what if instead of these books being based in the perspective of these white men, it's based in the black people and the brown people that in these stories are being villainized by H.P. Uh, Lovecraft for siding with Eldritch abominations. And it asks the question, what would it happen for like a person of color, a black person to want to side with some shit like that? And it's literally like, okay, racism. 
everyday racism or police brutality or like the anger that you feel when you survive or you're going through those situations, that type of shit definitely will make you want to burn down the world. Um, and Victor does an eloquent job. The book that he wrote is called The Ballad of Black Tom. And it's really great. So that's why I'm really confident that this story, Sabretooth, is not going to give exactly what we are getting um, in the X lives of Wolverine. Victor is a writer. He writes. Um, here he is. It's, 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 yeah, I'll say it's a Go ahead, are you ready? You know, you know, follow me. Yes, baby. Star, you know, you got to be careful. All right. So I'm doing the 10 lives of Wolverine and 10 deaths. We're going to get through this quickly and lovely. So now we open up 10 lives of Wolverine and we are in the Weapon X facility. And he is about to be operated. Wolverine is about to be operated on by the professor. But as he is looking through his blood work, he noticed some weird black saber, so really weird black parasites. What was I saying? Um, and in the parasites, he realized that something has been done to Wolverine prior to him being in the Weapon X facility. And Wolverine is starting to wake up in his from his future self into his old body in this body. But the professor who is operating on him is soon um, is soon possessed by Omega Red. He decides to like you know since he has Wolverine already like pinned up in his machine or whatever, let me just go ahead and just drown you and kill you while you here and get this over with. Um, then we switch over to 1945, the Imperial base, Army base in Japan, and oh, um, Omega Red possesses a kamikaze to fly into the, um, I guess it's an aircraft carrier. Yes. No. Yes, it is. Um, to fly to an aircraft carrier and kill Professor X's ancestor, but Wolverine in a Canadian plane swoops in to try to stop it. Then we switch back to <clears throat> Columbia, and Wolverine at this time is possessed by Omega Red, um, but in the midst of him trying to go and kill Professor X, Sabretooth intervenes from this time period, saying like, oh, you thought you'd get away from us, and, and all this yakety yak, and you know, now Omega Red is fighting Sabretooth, and and, and Omega Red inside of Wolverine is trying to tell Sabretooth to tease, like, Logan ain't shit, like, you know, help me kill this nigga, let's kill Xavier, he's gonna get you too, so then we switch back to, um, I am really getting hoarse, I don't like that, um, I smoked too much weed today. We switch back to the Weapon X facility, and as the professor is trying to kill Wolverine, um, this goo covers all over him, and he becomes a venom symbiote. Um, he's looking really confused, and we're all confused too because I don't know how Venom got involved in it. But let's continue. We're back to the two. Um, the I guess it's probably the Vietnam War. I guess the Vietnam War. And Wolverine is trying to intercept the pallet from killing Xavier's ancestor. Switch back to him and Sabretooth fighting. And Xavier is, 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 being, is helping to escape while inadvertently Sabretooth is stopping Omega Red from killing Xavier. Um, now a, a Venom-possessed Wolverine is chasing the professor through Weapon X facility. Um, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of back and forth. The professor locks himself inside of a thing. Wolverine stops the guy from crashing through the air, aircraft carrier. And then it is explained from 
it is explained that um, Wolverine, that Sabretooth stops Wolverine. He takes his heart and eats it. Um, and and since we're at the Weapon X facility also, the Venom symbiote goes away, but like, you know, that's kind of weird, but it, there's some notation about this is continuing in another story, so this is the untold story of Wolverine. Um, so all that's going on, Wolverine's in his mind, and then Jean realizes that he loses Wolverine somewhere in time. She can't keep in contact with him. Professor X is trying to dig in to find a fear where he is. And Macau Rasputin controls Wolverine's body and sticks his claws through Xavier's shoulders. And the issue ends there. Now we go to the 10 deaths of Wolverine. And it opens up with an elder Wolverine with the Elder Forge. Looks like they're in um, the armory in Krakoa. And they have a conversation. Some things are going bad. Some shit is fucked up. He's like, you know, you need to go back in time and figure out where this shit went wrong. And we need to figure this shit out. And the Sentinels are coming down to kill them. Ford shoves this little device into uh, Wolverine's eye. And Ford is trying to stop the Sentinels and tell Wolverine to run. Wolverine goes off and runs. He hides. And then we go to the far future. And we see more McTaggart preparing to kill Wolverine and it is revealed that Moore says, I saved you, I saved you all over and over again and then you finally got what you wanted. You thank me how by stripping away my abilities exiling me. The series of events of Inferno basically calls the, calls the sixth life of Moore, which we are not sure we're in or not and I feel like I think the problem that's happening for context is probably why Destiny's having so many issues seeing the timeline and seeing different realities or different outcomes because literally we are at the access point of where either we're going to go into the reality where the mutants always win and um, Omega Sentinel has to come back and pass and start Orchids early or we're going to get the world where everyone loses, the Machine Empire wins and Morbid Tiger turns himself into a robot um, and, and sits out in disguise for years waiting for this moment because she knew it was coming. Um, or maybe she didn't. I don't know. But it's just confusing. It, it's all this time paradox weird shit. So, so Morris shoots Wolverines. He starts turning into a phalanx organism because now he's the last mutant on Earth. But because of, because of the thing that, that Forrest left in his eye, he, pull, he pulls it out, sticks it into the ground, and then this thing is sending him back in time. At this point, he's caught up with the Wolverines of Dokken, Scout, and the real Wolverine that matters, Laura Kenny, and they run into the the the, the private compound of Arnab Shark Shark Sharklander. I hate his name because I feel like it's like it's like, it's like it's written backwards, but it's not. <laughs> it's like it's, it feels like an anagram. I don't know why. That's just me. So, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like something about like his name. His name. His name is very vexing for me. I don't know why that is. Like. And I like I can't pronounce it, but like it just looks like it it should be like re jumbled into something else. I don't know. Um, so now they're down in his in his lair and Wolverine is like, Where the fuck is Mormon Tagger? You know what I'm saying? They are literally like like by he beating his man ass, like, where is she? And then so um he shoots Wolverine, Doc and a scout intervene and cut and, and shoot the damn thing. And um, shoot the gun, well, slice the gun in half that he um, tried to kill Wolverine with. And 
while he, he's mortally wounded, he realizes the phalanx is, is, is healing him, but his healing factor is also, this was keeping the phalanx in check from actually taking off his entire body. Um, so Wolverine is like, starting to say, where, are, where is Morbid Taggart? And he's like, telling him, like, you think you're going to write out of history, but let me tell you about the future because I've seen it. And basically that, like, nobody wins, not even the human beings. Like, the humans are all, you know, pretty much destroyed as well and turned and involved with technology in the future. So he explains, he explains that to him and tells him, like, you know, these are my kids. This is Dokken. He dies quickly in the energy, energy blast from, from a sentinel. This is Scout. She's depowered by Nimrod and ripped in half. This is Laura. This is Wolverine. She's tortured and experimented on for years as the homo, the visimus harvests her skin and organs. This is my family. Do you see them? And he's yelling, like, do you see like He's like, if you don't stop this shit, I'm going to lose my family. And I'm not for this shit. Like, this is, this is actually really, really in- interesting. But he ended up giving up. It's like, she went back to Krakoa. So Wolverine sticks his, like, um, Felix, um, claw his nose and does something and the oh and the man passes out. Um so Banshee's coming through a portal. Now more more McTaggart infused with ro- robotic technology kills Banshee and then Destiny is sitting inside of the hatchery waiting for Mystique to be resurrected and she like, you know, she feels something to eat or something ain't right. Future timeline things are all out of place. Um, more then proceeds to go to the armory and steal some armor and Xavier tries to stop her and explains to her that she wasn't worth them losing the dream and everything that happened to her is like, you know, he's sorry, but you know we gotta do we gotta do protect our people. Forrest trying to intervene and stop her, Destiny walks in and and Mormon Taggart puts on Forge's armor, snatches up Destiny, they run out and try to escape. Wolverine tries to kill her. But then the thing is also revealed is that like uh, Mora went down into Forge's uh, armory to find the thing that turned her mutant abilities off. See if there was a, like a reverse button, turn it back on, and he was like, "No, there's a failsafe. Once you once you depower, you can never be repowered again." Um, so then, of course, she like like she puts on the armor. She tries she, she's attacking Destiny and and um and captures her. Wolverine finally catches up, intervenes, tries to stop her, but he ends up getting shot with the depowering, the mutant depowering device. But because now his 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 healing factor is no longer in control of the phalanx, he just starts to turn pure phalanx. Um, and it ends right there. Whew, Jesus, false concerns, accusations, child. Listen, what the fuck can't what? Can't Xavier uh, Wolverine's healing factor do? Because it feels I, I, like I, 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 I feel like that lot. made sense. <laughs> I feel like that made sense actually. It do, it do, but that's just the joke. Is that why did why is Wolverine going through healing factor? It's his healing factor. Somehow it's yeah, his healing factor overcomes uh, inorganic matter. It's like huh? And you're like that don't make much sense. And it's like no, it does. It do. Yeah, it does. That's why we have Wolverine at the center of this story, and it's like you just say it's ticket sales, you know. Just say, say you want to sell books. <laughs> just say the truth at this point. Just say we wanted to put Wolverine because we are low on um, our income and we don't want to lose yeah, certain other books. My thoughts on this book was that um, Moira is stressful as fuck. Um, I don't know any other 
any other way to put it other than she's she's a bitch. <laughs> like she's a bitch. Like she's a serious bitch. And the fact that of all people, I would and you know I would think from a morality standpoint that at the very least she her, her and Banshee have history. I would think that at some point like her whole plan to uh, I guess get rid of mutants or whatever I figured that she would see past that and see Banshee at least but instead she kills him and uses his skin. I, I don't know. I don't know. She's a lost cause. <laughs> This thing I feel like Myra is going to whip out is magic. You're just going to see her like, oh, Myra, you have no weapons. And she starts slinging spells around. I feel like Myra is capable of that fuck shit. When she ran to Banshee, the thing she said to him is like, I know if I explain it to you, you will understand, but I don't have time to. She had to tell him. So like she knows that yeah, she would understand what she was going through, but she was just like, look, I got shit to do. And I'm, you just kind of like collateral damage. Yeah, like it's 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 really fucked up, and and yeah. and things are crazy about like the ten lives will ring, which actually was much more cohesive for once this time. I really like the venom. The venom thing was kind of like unnecessary, but I guess we're getting some more Wolverine sadly out of all of this. Um, but I did like that, like how inadvertently Sabretooth did stop him from killing Xavier, which ended up getting. Wolverine like stopped and then but the thing I didn't understand was like what is the point of Wolverine trying to kill him kill Xavier in the present with McCallum's rescue and doing that because that doesn't change anything all the other series events before that have happened and they could just resurrect him if it comes down to that but you know it, it was it was interesting it, but it's getting, it's getting a little redundant now like I'm glad this is the fourth issue I'm glad it didn't do this over four months versus doing this over like you know a few weeks but I want to get to the punchline next week. Like, I really want to know why are we here? I feel like the finale is going to be, like, they realize that they can't kill Xavier in Wolverine's lifetime. It feels like I got the general gist that they're not attacking Xavier outside of his lifespan, specifically because they don't want to cause a ripple effect. Um, like they realize that there needs to be a certain thing that happens. There's a certain company shifts events that needs to go down. Uh, which, by the way, did no one tell them about the 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 uh, Age of X storyline where if you kill Xavier, it causes a bunch of other shit? I guess they forgot about that. Anywho, uh, <laughs> they're trying to stay within the timeline, but I think the finale is going to be they just go fuck it, go kill his dad, uh, or go kill his great 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 grandfather, which. Is going to be spectacular because I'm like, it's not like Xavier is a black person. If you go back in time and you kill him, it causes a ripple. He comes from old white money. He's he's blue blood down. Like you watch Gilded Age, there's an Xavier walking around. There's like, not even, that's fine. what's an old white name? Uh, not even Charles. Charles is an old white name. What's their old white names? Keith Xavier or something. Keith Xavier is walking around throwing money up and down New York and building buildings and like making charities and like fucking black women as mistresses shit like that you know uh but you get rid of him then you cause a ripple effect that money doesn't just vanish it causes an impact in other places 
Um, they're playing a dangerous game. They can't, you can't just uh-huh. do this, right? I feel like we gotta wrap this up. It's getting it's in Charles and Joseph levels of this is not redundant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about to it's about to jump to shark very soon. It's about to, it's coming. And I don't like that. This is it's about to start getting on my nerves. Like even even though I am enjoying like ten deaths, but everything else is really starting to get on my nerves. Um, what I think that, uh, yeah, hopefully y'all would be done with this soon. Yeah. Um, Steven, would you like to, you know, take it away with the lovely circuit party topic? I know you have a good one for us. Hey guys, it's time for yeah circuit party. Who invited you? Who do you know? Byron? Okay, cool. Uh, today's circuit party is all about what I call Schrodinger's powers. Uh, really, it's going to be a situation. So, you okay. guys know powers, right? Those shits get applied relatively based on how the writer wants to use them. So, like, sometimes Spider-Man Spidey Sense works, and other times it doesn't. And then, like, they wait a year after they show it doesn't in the comic and just go, oh, he was feeling so emotional at that moment. He just didn't think to activate his power. And you're like, but the spider sense isn't activated. And they're like, nice. Next question. And they just skip over you. So I wanted to really get into that with the X-Men because we have so many different power sets. So many different. Every single mutant damn near is powerful enough to be an annoyance all on their own. Um, but that slips and slides. I feel like we see that no differently than what we see in the last year of X-Men, where we have mutants just getting the ass bashed. Like, they're getting, like, deep dick down by one force or another, but they lose, and they kind of conveniently forget to use any of their other powers in a situation. Like, situation with Jean Grey. Girl wouldn't have gotten hit by, like, a power nullifying needle if she had just turned to a psychic form. Like, maybe you could have did that, but she never remembers to do it unless she's prompted to remember to do it. Or, like, the fact that she's an empath and she rarely ever remembers to use that ability when people are throwing up, like, telepathic dampeners. So, my question to the council, what is your favorite power that people forget about, especially the writers? Henry, Um, you can go first. I think one thing they kind of forget about, which is something that's not really big, but, like, something that I think that, like, is major is is Gambit's, like, passive um, charm abilities. Like, I think people don't realize that, like, like, you like, like, big, like, big energy, like, yeah. Like, Gambit is a low-key Star Fox, and it's kind of interesting that, oh, was that, was that me coming to the Eternals? It wasn't. For Star Fox, it's a better, it's a, it's a better rate than mm-hmm. You just brought, you just brought an Eternals reference? I mean, Did yeah, you just make an Eternals mean, reference? The biggest, the biggest rapist in, in the Marvel Universe, of course. I know, but I, I thought you didn't know anything about um, that, about the Eternals. That's just... No saw the Jeff movie, but so you admit that you, you do consume I, Eternals media. And it being adjacent to the X-Men. I just, Adjacent to the X Men, as in the X, as in the Eternals stand for the X Men. They love them. They're all for the mutant rights. They said Black Lives Matter. They put 
they put it's not a black square. The X Men's what's what's the symbol? What's the universal symbol for mutants in the Marvel universe? It's not gonna be a black square. You know, oh, it's gonna be like I it's gonna be black and yellow or blue and yellow. Oh, square. Or square with an X in it. That's it. They put the X on their Instagram. I had to read up on this topic and the rapist came up. So that's what I did. But what I was, but my point I was making was. But again, I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out that, you know, the power that Star Fox has is really common among mutants as well. You know, um, the whole whole thing about consent with powers that are about manipulation uh, should really come up. In regards to specific other telepaths. Speak. Um, and it also, but anywho, is Jubilee's latent telepathy that she had in her Generation X days that has gone completely nowhere. It never it went, That didn't happen. <laughs> it never happened, baby. You're confusing. But I think with charm abilities is that people look at them and they hate them because it's like. First of all, I feel like his charm ability being latent and passive, it gets a little bit hairy. I think they start realizing when you have a power that right. makes people like you. It's like, and especially when it makes people want to sleep with you. It's like why we never bring up, I feel like, Beast's pheromone manipulation. Because it's like, how much of that can you really say people have right. a choice in? Like, Though that would like, make it for an interesting like, story. Um, or like a Dawkins, like pheromones, and we've seen him use them in fucking X Factor. I don't, and I don't, but I don't think that like Gambit's charm ability is as violating as everyone else's. It is more like when I'm in a space with you, it's like you yeah. really adore me, and so like you want to make sure that I have nice things and that I win, or that I can like get information out of you. Like he's good for interrogation in a non-threatening situation. Yeah, and Omega level sugar baby. I really don't think that his abilities would really work if the person is like anxious or tense or afraid, but. If they're in a, in a in a relaxed space and like again walks in, you know, charming and you know, saying some French, you know, Creole, voulu voulu say I have a bullshit to someone. Yeah, he's whispers in your ear and then like you're like, oh, oh, okay, like chill, white boy, chill, chill for a second, chill. Like you know, hit him with the hey shit, like oh, that's a white boy who would. He'll ruin. He'll ruin your bloodline. He'll because like you just gotta let him hit. You know, just for the one time. You know, he start whispering in your ear. Yeah. It's gonna go down. I, That's just it. But at the same time, it's like it was interesting. Stereotype that all mutants have good dicks, even the ugly ones. Like, and I, and, I, and I and I know like I don't think mm-hmm. Gambit got good dick, but I think Dan but Gambit could definitely like he's probably like, good at all sex. Like like he just like. I feel like. I feel like he got that DZ stroke. Like, I don't know if anyone, because I'll be perusing uh, free Twitter a lot. And, you know, DZ, like, you know, he's the OnlyFans model. He has like, a very specific this? stroke. And it's a stroke that's this? not just designed for camera. DZ, I'll send, it, I'll send a link to uh, the group chat. He has that one inch killer, that one inch killer, you know, when they don't need a lot of like buildup. And it's just like, it's it's just a very specific stroke and it's really hard to master. I haven't mastered it. I want to master it. But it's like, you know, you can tell they go to the gym, they work on specifically like abdominal strength. There's some people who go to the gym specifically to get better at sex. Vante. There's a whole class of niggas who do that. There's a whole category of niggas who do that who go, I'm not in the gym for vanity muscles. I'm in the Vante. gym to be better at sex. And they do very specific builds, oh, and they do very specific workouts, and it's quite literally for stamina. It's for yeah, 
um, maneuverability. It's like they also build up, like you can tell because they have like a very basketball player frame because they're built to be lift and like, you know, quick and flexible. Like they want that one inch stroke. They want to be able to just hit it from one angle on repeat without having to stop. And it's beautiful. I love that. Oh my God. That's my favorite Schrodinger's power, honestly. They don't talk about it. All these superhuman physicality people who can do so many things. Yeah, Let's talk about your sexual abilities, about. right? I think I'm caught I think I'm trying. I don't know. I don't know. I what? Skeezer? Whore? Latent mutant ability um, from my partner believing in my skills. It makes me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Storm. Kind of like Storm. Kind of like Storm. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you're like the counter. You're the opposite of Necro. You're like oh, Necro is like I get stronger, the angrier like I get. It's like the more compliments I get, the stronger I become. But the more you kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. But the more yeah, the more you the more you kind of like amp me up, the more I show out. The stronger I get, stronger not praise I get, empowerment. Yeah, stronger that stroke gets. The stronger, you know, the passion gets. And then I leave you. Really praise queen up in here, y'all. Yes. 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 So that would be that would definitely be my. Oh, Wait, and y'all bitches call me trail. Yes. Yes. Oh, how dare y'all! How dare y'all! <laughs> we did. We did. We did. We did. We did. Done. She absorbs every one of her hits and she uses that to fight back. That's what makes her stronger. That's her gift. It's giving Yang from Ruby. And I don't know if anyone else watched Ruby, but you're giving Yang. You're giving uh you're giving, you know, power meter, power gauge, and a fucking fighting really? That's your really? ability. I get it. I understand. I see you, sis. Every impact just is adds to your pool. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I was going to say that I, it's interesting you brought that up because the most recent depiction of the Gambit we had, you know, he could have used some charm ability because I can see why that's probably what Rogue thought was going to happen when she brought Gambit up in there. He said, we're going to flirt with everyone in the room. We might invite them back to the back room. You know, we are Mr. and Mrs. X, you know, and I'm like, that's the swinger name if I ever heard one. Mr. and Mrs. X, they advertise on Craigslist. You see a Tinder profile, you just see both of them together. <laughs> Rogue and Leatherwear, you know, Gambit, you know Gambit likes to be tied up. You know he's not just like, you know, a swing set boy. You know he wants the full, full body binding. You know, he has mysterious bruises throughout the day. His coworkers might ask about it. He goes, oh, you know, I was just... You know, I go rock climbing. That's an excuse. Uh, and also, Destiny just don't fuck with him. I feel like Destiny don't like him it's because she knows that his charm abilities uh, makes her attractive I to him. It's to an say, interesting dynamic. I fuck with it. Um, but, Vontae, what about you? What's your um, favorite Schrodinger's power? I do like... Well, I missed um, Emma Frost at one point when she had that um, psychic lightning. I thought that was a very good, like, off 
yeah, I, 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 that was kind of like back in, but like that was like way back in like uh, I don't know if it was like the seventies or the eighties. I really only seen oh. that a few times, but she had like um, psychic lightning, and it was like a good like offensive like type of ability. But and I thought that was gonna be her thing, and she kind of did that like in um, I don't I don't know if you guys remember the uh, pilot um, the pride pride of the X Men pilot or whatever. That was kind of like her thing. Yeah, it was kind of like her thing in the um in the comic book, but it had more of a um uh physical. Okay. It had more of a, like a physical effect though, because she threw it at a tank and it blew up. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like her psionic dagger. It was like her own psychic side her side dagger. Yeah, I know that because I got into a debate about that on the timeline because people were like. Oh no, it's really specific. I'll say no, most telepaths can do something like that. It's like a hallmark of being like a high caliber, high order telepath. Uh is if you could turn your mental energy, mind over matter, into a physical substance. And that's why I'm like, also, you're a strong enough telepath, you might be a weaker telekinetic as well. It crosses over. Just like if you're a strong enough telekinetic, you start being able to extend your senses beyond your body and just get inclinations towards shit. Like, um, like like Jean Grey when she started getting so powerful as a telekinetic that whatever she moved with her mind she could physically yeah. feel as it was exactly. a part of her nervous yeah, system. That exact one. That was the exact um, image that came to mind. Yeah, I got the also, I got the uh, I got the image um, of her would, doing it pulled up because I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. So. We should get back to it, but you know she all you know she a businesswoman now. She ain't got time. Just murder but, people like she used to. Um, I also miss Storm <laughs> doing more um defensive um defensive methods with like air pressure so kind of like when in um it was in um that x-men comic in the 90s with the gold team and she basically surrounded them with a pressure dome and shot them through a mountain like shit like that you don't really see storm do too many um Mm -hmm. defensive um capabilities with her powers um, I, I actually miss her doing stuff like that because I mean you always see her doing offensive stuff, but I mean she kind of leaves it, it it leaves her writers leave her more open to attack. But with the right writers, it's like okay, she's able to, you know, protect herself. So I wish they would get more into those type of um applications again with her abilities. Um she recently did something in the X-Men comic where um, she kind of got that favor from Xandra and she was, I forgot who she was fighting, but the guy had a giant, um, um, the guy had a giant hammer and she used like a lightning shield type of thing. I can't remember. I can't remember what issue it was, but that was the last time you ever really, yeah, I can't remember, but she definitely, um, she definitely used like, was, I think it was the annual for X-Men annual. uh, defensive uh, applications with Storm's powers? Um, for me, I have two. I have my number one, um, and this is a really <laughs> recent one because I'm really, really upset. I miss Jubilee being relevant. That power wow. was really fantastic for us. Mm-hmm. Relevancy wow. is a wow. exotic power. Wow. It's really useful. I think that it's probably the most important power, you know, to have as a comic book character is relevancy um mm-hmm. not just being a mother <laughs> you know even when she had that power recently i i think the last time she used it she was a vampire and it's so sad to see it go you know writers if you can do something about that bring it back in she's not just a mother she's not just a vehicle for a show to be involved in stories 
I know we love Dragon Baby. I know we love the American Dragon, Jake Long. Uh, but it's kind of racist that you guys keep doing that to that baby. That baby ain't doing nothing to you. That baby ain't doing nothing to you. He's a child, Charles. He's a child. Uh, and my second one, it's like fundamental. I think this overleaps, like overlaps all things. I think you guys know my whole MO. I love magic. I don't like when they have the X-Men characters forget they have magical powers. Like Prodigy should be slinging spells at this point. Especially because Strange Academy harped on, like, if you know the basic principles of how to do a spell, like, even if you don't have innate magical power, like a lot of people don't, you can study it and you can borrow it from, like, your environment. You can get a magical artifact and it can be your battery for your powers. You can do a lot of things. And you can strike deals with powerful beings, which I'm like, Prodigy, I know he knows of a few powerful beings who aren't assholes. I'm like, you ask Storm. I feel like Storm will rent you some yeah, magic you. if you just ask her. You showed her how to, her how to do it. I, I think I think if he showed Storm how to do it, she would definitely, like, oh, yeah, you can have this. I'm not doing nothing with it anyway. Here, take 50%. I don't need all of it. I just need to be able to pull some stupid bullshit every once in a while. Okay, baby? Uh, I don't like that Beast doesn't do magic anymore. I feel like this era of Beast especially could do better if he was also some type of dark sorcerer. There's something about fundamental with X-Force uh, Beast that feels like he would be doing dark magic under on the low and that he would benefit from the perspective that him slowly turning into White Beast again would have on him. Uh, because I, I still also think that White Beast is one of my favorite beasts. Um, I liked him. I had depicted him in that X-Men Blue arc where they were like, this is what Beast would be like if he no longer, he, he grew up without the security in himself and what he contributed to the team. And like, he always had that number two syndrome with Cyclops. He always felt like the least favorite son. I'm happy that they highlighted that. Uh, but I feel like these characters conveniently forget their magical abilities all the fucking time. I said it about magic too. Magic sometimes... People be going like, oh, she's a top-notch sorcerer. I'm like, no, she's not. Like, she's a sorcerer supreme. Don't get me wrong. She's baller at that shit. But like, she's not, she never had to push herself magically. And for good reason. You wouldn't push yourself magically if you have access to a bunch of mutants who could just do it for you. Like, I don't think Doctor Strange would resort to a bunch of spells that he had to if he knew someone who had the power to do it on their own. Like, you wouldn't cast a spell to change the weather if you know Storm. And not only that, you're basically Storm's daughter, basically. Adopted daughter. Mom, I want it to snow today. Can you do it? Sure, baby. Don't call me mom. That wasn't me. I'm not a mother. And, you know, shit like that. Also, number three on the list is Storm's motherhood. I forgot I that what power to come back. Chimera, baby, we don't want what you to be unacknowledged anymore. Like? Baby, what are you doing? Baby, what are you doing? What are you doing, Steven? Are you you being having fun? You're being very I'm enjoying Steven. Who did it? Number four, um, Apocalypse is bisexuality. I thought that power vanished too quickly. And we do need to be. He 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 left with back with his woman. He couldn't be gay no more. You know, he did what all DL men do. He like, went back like, to his like, wife. Like, just like a DL oh, nigga. I'm sorry, Apocalypse. <laughs> Isaiah Rashad, aka Apocalypse. Real. 
it's whatever. I do think I'm joking about that, but I also think that they underutilize Apocalypse's shapeshifting. I feel like he is probably the most powerful shapeshifter in the entire Marvel universe, and they do not do nothing with that. Um, I hope they do some more. I really sincerely hope he's at the center of Judgment Day. Judgment Day, his name is Apocalypse. I feel like it just goes together. It just goes together. Let's bring him back in, because I feel like that angle of the Celestials, and I know Henry says he doesn't read the Eternals. They had a really good issue. The issue was actually really good this week. It's actually, it ranked higher. I'm, a, I'm not going to say it ranked higher than Sabretooth for me. I'm going to say it about equalized, because Sabretooth had so much political commentary in the tweet that was just too good. And plus, they finally gave me a black telepath, so I'm not going to knock that down. But they did a lot of discussion about the Celestials, and what the Celestial's fundamental role is on this planet and how they function basically as... The Celestials are phalanxes, basically. And, like, the fact that the, their language is binary. They speak in binary code. And they only... They respond to Eternals not because they're so special that they're respected, but because it's like... say For them, it's like, if you saw a dog speaking your language, it doesn't matter if they spoke it right. It doesn't matter if they're special or not. It's interesting that you're seeing a dog speak your language, like a dog is talking. And that analogy fit in right, like not just with the celest- with the uh, Eternals, who think they're so special, but for Apocalypse as well. Because he basically went in there, got the celestial armor. But there's also that undercurrent element that I really feel like they need to hit on is that he also hacked the Eternal system. Like, he legitimately did that. Like, he hacked the Eternal system. And they revealed that the Eternals aren't the only planetary defense system that the Earth has. There are multiple. And fundamentally, the Externals might... It suggested that there are multiple ones is a reason why they all don't fuck with each other. Because, like, if you have multiple virus protection on your computer, they don't... They make your computer run slower. And so it's just the truth. Like, you can't have multiple antivirus systems on your computer because they don't like each other. They will fight each other on every single go. Uh, the same way that the Eternals have an issue with anything that might usurp them, mutants well, included. Like, you know, I'm really wondering, like, I don't know if it's following hmm. the Reckoning War, but they blew up the moon, and there's no moon, there's no, there's no moon currently mm, right now, mm-hmm. so I'm really curious about how this is all going to go, if that even is going to play a part in it, too, because, you know, because that's where the summer's home is that is on the moon, so... Yeah, it's a lot going on. Living there was Vulcan. Only place in living there was Vulcan. Maybe Havoc. Vulcan gonna fight down there and smack someone in their fucking mouth. He said, I was watching fucking basketball wise. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I was just watching basketball wise. And Tammy was about to punch one in the fucking face. And next thing I know, I'm homeless. Yeah. I was too. You don't love us some Tammy. But let's be real. I know the truth that um actually Vulcan's a real housewife girl. Wait. That's a real housewife bitch. You know Vulcan, Vulcan loves her for some uh, marathons. Love her some Nini. Either that in New Jersey. <laughs> Maybe. Vulcan's a messy bitch. The one thing I always re- I love about the cosmic the cosmic comics with the Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and like his fight with Adam Warlock is that Vulcan is the sauciest bitch you will ever meet. He likes drama. He loves high drama and mess. <laughs> he likes laughing at people's faces when they try to use their all-powerful abilities on him. He's like, you know I'm immune to like 
if it's energy, it just won't hurt me. Every kind of energy, like kinetic energy won't kill me, fire, light, basically every possible means you have to kill a person, including magic. Hate to be that flop Captain Marvel. It's not going to work. So I'm just going to sit here and make fun of you for an hour straight until I kill you. You call Captain Marvel a flop. Did you, did you, did you do Adderall or Coke? Let me tell you, it was. No, I don't party. I just got some ass last night. That's it. Good ass would do it. The booty was firm. Not firm. It was like, it wasn't the right ratio. You touch it and it's like kind of soft. You're like, ooh. It was great. Oh, we know, Vante, we know. We know. We know. We know. We know. Everybody, everybody knows. We know. You know. We all know you have sex. I'm not. Not sex today. But you had sex recently. I've I've been I've been down I've been down to a sex party actually, and and I and I you went to a circuit party. Breathe unless somebody suck my penis. It was very it was very interesting. Oh, you're one of the moms no, who don't like being touched. I don't like being. I don't. It's like it's not like I don't like being touched. It's just one of those things where like I got. It's not. It's not even like if I'm in like a one-on-one situation, then I'm more. I'm more inclined to be okay with that. But if I'm in a, am I in a sex party situation? I just don't really do. Oral, I don't really do oral sex in general. Mm. That's just like a sex party thing. But it was like so many bottoms, and they kept trying. And like I said in that tweet, they keep going, in, going that dark room, they start tugging on your meat. I went in the dark room, it's got, they got the tugging on my meat. Uh, but I forgot that I had more honey you. in my system, and uh, you might as well go ahead and put it in your mouth. You down there? You down there? <laughs> you down there? Go. I'm just gonna try the royal honey. Send me. I'm gonna tell. Show, I'm gonna tell um, Showtime to send me a purchase link because I'm doing that now. And just in case, you know, be on the lookout. We recommend any comics uh, to you guys. We will be putting a promo link underneath that comic from now on, so that we can get this money. Because if y'all are reading books on our recommendation, we deserve like ten percent. Yeah. You know, those collections ain't cheap. Those hardbacks ain't cheap. Not at all. We need to get some of that shit. So, yeah, but, okay, so, yeah, I've never been to a sex party. Uh, the closest I got when I was living in Brooklyn, uh, back when I was staying in Brooklyn, uh, my friend went, and I was like, I didn't get an invitation. And he was like, oh, yeah, it was my first time, so I didn't think of inviting you. I was like, fuck you, too, how about that? It's a, it's a lot. Uh, like, but, you know. Sex party is a lot. Like, it's a lot. And, 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 and it feels like it is. I say I that as a joke. Like, I don't go on a high volume day. Yeah, I go no. during the week. Like I go like on a Tuesday or, or like a Wednesday or a Thursday. I don't mm. be on the high volume days because my mind can take all that too much energy, too much shit going around. Bottoms get spots are getting pushy and violent. I am not the one, bitch. I will pop you, bam. Bottoms get like they like I was at the party Monday. No Monday, not Monday, Tuesday. And these niggas just like they on this one nigga like 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 a vulture in the carcass. Like they just circling this nigga. And like and literally like we're like, we're like, I'm just we're one like pole between y'all. Like, <laughs> this dude, I was like, I was going to gesture to go fuck, but like, I'm not like a real forceful, I'm a very consent driven nigga. So it is like, this nigga, like, this bottom, like, like, yeah, be lined around me, got to him before, like, before I didn't think it was like maybe like a foot away from me. I was like, 
Girl, goddamn, like, I mean, I already got his number. It don't matter. Y'all need dance cards. Y'all need to take it back to the Victorian era. Like, oh, is your dance card taken? I'll take one. It's enough dick to go around. And then we always get really mystified when those situations happen. Because the nigga that, like, did all this, like, you know, running around and chasing queens and shit, he was a very attractive brother. And he was a body boy. I'm like, girl, don't worry about me. You know, I'm a little, I'm, I'm thicker than mm. thicker now, so I got more ass than him. So I would be nervous too. However, girl, go ahead and get yours. You young, you tender, you got a handful of hair. Like, girl, have a, have a go ahead and have you have yourself some fun. Don't don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Like bottles be so so annoying in sex parties. Like, chill, bro. Like, there's enough thing in and, and if your pussy any good, he'll take your number tonight, like he took mine at the last party. I'm gonna get that. All right, I'm, I'm gonna get that when I get it. Like, girl, calm down. Just stand up. Love yeah, it. Like, Love it. Like, and that's what that's up. the difference between. Stand up. <laughs> Baby, you might be a Jean Grey. Right. We got the Emma Frost right here. Right. You. You might be. You might be a Laura Dane. Gil will always be, you may be a, you may natural be, you talent. You may, you may want to be a Laura Dane with a Zala Dane spirit. But you will have to make a choice, sweetie. Not when I'm in the room. You have to move, bitch. I ain't gonna be fighting over no dingling, bitch. I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm gonna, you gonna sit here, and fuck around, and I'm gonna go out there. And, and, right, you're gonna I'm be gonna Lorna, but I'm Scarlet Witch. We know right, who you're the father You know who Daddy loves. Niggas real slow. Touch my toes, a little nasty bit in the snap, and them, and they going with me. They going with me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that step for cuckoo pussy. Like y'all gonna have to chill. Y'all have to chill, baby. Like, you know. <laughs> I get so tired. Next merch. I'm writing it down on the merch list. Stefford Cook Cuckoo Pussy is also gonna I be. So <laughs> like, they be pissing me off, man. Like, goddamn. <laughs> I'd be so irritated. I'd be buy your five Stefford Cookie right. Pussy uh mugs, all five right, of them. On the back, and they're collectibles, baby. Collectibles. Like, I need I need y'all bombs, bombs and some food and be a little more lady like in the sex party because y'all make it hard. I but I make it hard for me because I ain't worried about shit. I know my coochie's solid. But like y'all be running around ready to kill yourselves. Like, girl, stand up. Stand up. Man and shit. So what? What are our recommendations oh, for next week? The Amazons, baby. Woo. Yes. Woo. Oh yes. I want to say out loud, congratulations to Steph. You know, it's really, it's really beautiful when you see someone uh, who's on this hell app alongside you get that win, like the limited series Nubia. for um for Nairobi Nubia. Sorry, Nubia. Uh, wrapped up recently, uh, wrapped up last week beautifully, uh, told a really illustrated, wonderful stu- a story full of queerness. The the Amazons was fucking. And also, you know, the girlies were going in, but also Trial mm-hmm. of the Amazons is fantastic. It's, I like how they're integrating the storyline from uh, Historia, where you realize that their tribes that existed aren't just gone, but now they're three different groups. You got the the beautiful, the wonderful, the exotic, quote unquote, even though that is a microaggression against Latinx people. Uh Amazons of uh, the Escudera. Is it the Escudera? Equisitas. Yeah, the Esquisitas Amazon tribe who came Bro, in loud as fuck. Not giving a fuck. Rah rah. Oh my god, I love them. 
you have the the Benin uh they're basically like I don't I think that's the uh the Valhallen inspired Amazons that yeah, inspired they, by Valkyries. The war loving Man, she's starting what, shit every five seconds. Cool. She giving Iska vibes. She said, "You ain't gonna do shit, Diana. Fight me, bitch." And then Diana just went, "But no, I but love like, you, girl." Did this lock fuck with you? Books aren't good. I'm not reading any, anything else. But I was reading Nubia and one and Wonder Girl. But like, shout out to Joelle Jones for doing Wonder yeah. Girl and getting us here also because Wonder Wonder Girl was a really good book. I really hate that it's gotten canceled. But Wonder Girl is a really good book. It's a real like the great artwork, great storytelling. It was good. Stephanie oh, Stephanie is... Williams out here. Is it Stephanie yeah. Williams? Stephanie Wills. Williams, right? Yeah, well, I can see her. I can Williams. see her name, Steph. I will. Um, Stephanie Williams, you know, writing Nubia is really good. I was a little nervous because the artwork didn't really throw me that much, but the story was there the story was really there and how you redeem medusa that is that is so empowering for women and all women shit, especially what, what medusa's characterization gone through even though they really didn't touch on it in nubia for real for real but you know they know they you know what they did to that woman in greek mythology so like seeing her get get her moment get her turnaround was lovely we're not gonna spoil you notice how Nubia didn't impress the funny part was that Nubia didn't impress Athena. I was watching that, I was reading that chapter, and she was like, Athena was just like, mm-hmm. Yep, I did it. Yep. Yep. I was there, I did it, Pooh. What you want to do about it? What you want to say about it? Nothing exactly. Titty's still untouched. This, this is like child Amazons, A1. I'm not gonna spoil it, tell her what happened, what's going mm-hmm. on, but it's some, some wild shit happened in that first, in that first issue. And I was like, baby, the girls are the girls fighting. are fighting. The girls are fighting. I'm I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't like I don't like the what the the Banab the uh, doll, whatever the them, them husbands are. I don't like them. Yeah, Fall, yeah, the fake Iraqi. Like the fake Iraqi. The, the Esquisitas, baby. They like they like they like they like uh Gabrielle Union and them and bring it on. That's the kind of energy these, these women are giving. I love them. I, and then the costumes. Oh, I love it. And then they get. And then they get. Oh, the girl yes! with the leaves in her hair, like the fall leaves. I, the, the <laughs> I love them. I love that. They in a war for make it fashion, them. baby. <laughs> so y'all wearing these fucking toga robes. Y'all walking up right. in here in leathers and shit. Get a little right. festive with it. You walk into battle baby, like it's a baby, celebration. The Esquisitas are, are the move, baby. I said, I want, I want to be a part of the house. Yeah. Slay, on the, slay on the battlefield. Slay on the battlefield. That's what I want. You I love them. <laughs> love them. <laughs> what else is going down? Strange Academy. I don't think it's coming out next week, but if you guys are not checking it out, it's about to wrap up. The first semester is wrapping up so they're getting ready to roll over to the next semester another issue another volume's going out i, I was afraid because they said to be concluded and i was like it's not doing bad is it no it's yeah. actually doing really well so if you want to check out strange academy that's my recommendation um fuck that girl i do not like the main character emily. though she can eat a dick i don't emily? give a fuck i don't like her yeah i, I never emily i don't like that little white bitch i don't fucking wear i don't like <laughs> the one who keep running her goddamn mouth like she knows something she she keep running that shit like she she, rah, 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 rah. Like she she fucked up and she saw she saw a series of events that really are her fault and 
that's why they had that fucked up future that they're going to end up having because and it really is systemically coming from her and her choices. I'm just saying. Really, I'm like, right, Doyle right, ain't right, saying nothing right, but the right, fucking truth. Right. He said the fucking ball ass truth. He was like, "Where are you supposed to do? Kick him out because he did something?" Yeah. You still, you still. So Doyle was like dead up. ass. Yes, he tried right. to sell drugs. To sell. Drug he tried to sell right. drugs to the community, baby. Like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong. With you. <laughs> like Doyle was like, "Yo, my nigga, like, what's good? Like, you out here, you out here leaving me out here for dead for a drug dealer? Yo, Doyle was rightfully hot." For this white boy, like literally, I feel like right. Doyle had it on the tip of his tongue. Like for this white yeah. boy, I could turn into a white boy. Even I don't make that decision. Like, for that, <laughs> that intel looking ass nigga, you really left me. Like had me outside sitting in the motherfucking cold, and I'm already hot. Oh, I... this dude was selling right. souls for magic. I'm like, this dude literally broke every rule that we had. Like we don't have many rules, right? He broke all of them. He he was a first. He was a plant. Let's say, let's get that out of the play. He was a plant, right? And y'all just let him through. Y'all let him slide. I'm like, okay, cool. But I understand. I fuck with the kid, too. You know, he got corrupted. It wasn't his Man. fault. He was misled. But he chose I mean, I would, <laughs> to take that. And then start... they opened his mouth to door. He opens his mouth to Jericho, oh, yeah. too. That's also the extra bit that was yeah, just like, like, oh, kick his yeah, ass out. Wow. That, that shit was, that, all that shit was wild. When, he, when Jericho put about, it was wild. But if I was dull, I would have been like, look, my big sister, mindless one, she will whip your ass. Like I, she would bring her one ass up here and and stomp you the fuck out, put a mud hole in your back for for leaving me for a drug dealer. And 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 and, and, and a drug one, dealer. Terrible fashion sense. Uh, what kind of drug dealer got Air Force Ones? Uh, Ew. He looks like an orphan. He's an orphan. He's an orphan. The worst. You're the tackiest drug dealer I've ever seen. What dress like Georgie from from it with that yellow jacket on you? Oh, Calvin right. got a job head ass. Call Clea. Call Clea up to go fuck her up. I swear, it's like Clea fuck her up. No, for Clea about that shit. Clea says so in string number one. She says, "I am from the foul team. I kill bitches. I don't play about this shit. I don't know why you thought I would come here, put the cloak on, and it'd be all some nice, nice shit. I." I'm gonna kill all of you. I kill someone right now to bring Strange back. I don't give a fuck. Call her up. Call your aunt. Call your cousin. Call your cousin Doyle. Yeah. That's like, all you got to do is call your cousin. Because she's talking a lot of shit. Yeah, shit crazy. And then everyone wanted to jump his ass. We're spoiling all of it. I don't care though. We don't have a podcast for uh, Marvel Magic. So, <laughs> so we're trying to run this last bit of time out to say this shit because they jumped Doyle. Y'all gonna yeah. jump your friend over the white girl? First of all, Zoe, I don't know why you're getting your black ass involved. Girl, stay out of white folks' business. This is white woman's worries. Why are you... It was just all over the place. The Asgardians were giving racist. I don't know why... Something about those two Asgardian twins, what he was saying, what Eric was saying to Doyle, it was racially coded. It felt racially coded. I don't care. I think just because he's a Viking, something about him is just always going to scream a little bit racist. Something about <laughs> Viking energy just always gives racism to me. Something I see a Viking rune somewhere, I'm like, mm, I feel like being called a nigger. Mm, I feel like if I translate, Google Translate, what does this word mean? Tell me it's nigger. Anywho, yes, check out Strange Academy. They're wrapping up. 
all the kids left magic school and forgot conveniently that they can't do right. magic outside of magic school because you have to pay a price and literally poor Hoggith, Hoggith down bad. Right. Oh. Hoggith's been bankrolling this whole school and now he about to die. The tiger is about to be extinct. <laughs> Lord help him. It never pays to be a good pussy. Never pays to be a good pussy. But with that, thank you for thank coming you guys by. For stopping by. Another excellent and Showtime week. Will be back next week. Make sure you send all um, to his DMs. He loves to see pussy. Yes, DM Showtime. And just in case you're a little insecure about it, um, he might be Omega level top, but he said he's an admirer of a of a pretty of a pretty penis. Um, and I gotta say, that's the one thing you know we always bond over is the fact that just because I'm in you doesn't mean I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Go, go Shout ahead, out to my babies. Love you, girl. Love you, girl. Take care, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>